Hey everybody, welcome to the Super Nerd 2.0 podcast. This is Steve, and man, seems like it's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, well, I've been uh, gone. I know I haven't really uh, been keeping up on the podcast, but, you know, I always say it's going to change, and maybe it will, maybe it won't, I don't know. Uh, sometimes my heart's into the podcast, sometimes it's not, and sometimes work just calls, because... I wish I could podcast for a living all the time, and that's what I work and strive up to do. Um, and uh, eventually, one day, who knows? Maybe it will be. Maybe it'll uh, be my second passion next to uh, photography, because photography is my first passion. That's a nice little fun fact about me you probably didn't know. Um, so where the hell have I been? Well, needless to say, I had the Rona last year, which was not fun. Uh, I got the Rona pneumonia, uh, which sucked. Um, I'll tell you right now, it's one thing to have the coronavirus. It's another to have pneumonia on top of it. Uh, you thought you couldn't breathe before? Well, jeez. <laughs> Just don't get that mess. But the good news is I got over it, got uh, some good meds and some other stuff in my body. So I'm... I'm I'm pretty confident that if I got it again, it wouldn't be as bad, and fingers crossed, I don't ever get that again. Um, and a lot has happened, as I said, with uh, the entertainment world. Um, a lot of movies have come out, a lot of TV shows, a lot of, uh, you know, remakes, reboots, sequels, prequels, whatever. They've, they've all come out, and we're going to discuss a little bit of them, uh, my thoughts on some of them, and some upcoming things. Um... So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the Super Nerd 2.0 podcast. Alright, so where to start? Well, uh, man, as I said, it, it's been, I think, since September or October that I've been on this. I think, I'm, I don't know, I might have dropped an episode or two in November. I can't remember. Um, well, let me see. Uh, da, da, so, we had Boba Fett come out. Um, the book of Boba Fett, and that was that was pretty good. Um, brought some of the characters from uh, the animated series as well as the Mandalorian uh, into the mix, and then we finally got a really cool spoiler alert. Uh, even though it's months ago, um, a young Luke Skywalker with a better face than the last season of the Mandalorian. Um, I think his name is Shamuk, uh, the deep faker. Um, he did a hell of a job with helping Disney create a better facial tracking and uh, just all-around methods to get that deep fake to work, and it had worked perfectly. The only downside is uh, they used voice clips and AI audio to create the voice of Luke, which just sounded horrible. Uh, so it's like... <laughs> Where you excel in one thing, you fail in another. Um, I mean, it wasn't too bad, but it was just like you could tell that it was completely generated by a robotic voice. But overall, the show was cool. I mean, we had Cad Bane. We had um, Danny Drejo as a uh, uh, Rancor uh, handler, which was pretty awesome and of course then you had Mando show up uh, Mando with baby Yoda so it was like halfway through the season we basically had um the Mandalorian season 2.5 uh, it was really cool it, it basically showed us where 
Mando was in his story and where Grogu was in his story. And, uh, yeah, it, it was it was definitely interesting. In between that, we also had Moon Knight. Moon Knight was a hell of a series. It was probably one of the most violent next to the Netflix uh, shows that I had seen in the Marvel universe. And uh, it, was, it was really good. It was different. Uh, some episodes were, hey, yeah, cool. And other episodes, you're just like, what the hell? Um, but it was overall fun. Oscar Isaac is just—he's a hell of an actor, and uh, you know, I—I'll I watch that man in anything. He's funny. He's awesome. He's like Pedro Pascal. You know, you, you can pretty much—you can put him in anything, and it'll be entertaining. You know that much. Um, and that kind of led into the release of uh, Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Um, Hands down, a fun movie, and <laughs> it kind of makes me laugh because uh, Sam Raimi directed it. Now, if you don't know who Sam Raimi is, he did these great movies called the Evil Dead trilogy, which was about a very young, dark-haired gentleman, good-looking, dark-haired gentleman, my ad, uh, going out to destroy the Book of the Dead, which brought back all the deadites and basically zombies and creatures and monsters and all that and there was uh even a tv series based off of it but it is essentially a man about a man trying to destroy a book fast forward almost 40 some odd years later and uh sam raimi who has done you know marvel movies in the past he did uh the spider-man movies some of them were good some of them were bad we're not going to talk about the third one because i mean it wasn't bad it just yeah no it was rushed and studio was like we're on this anyways fast forward almost 40 years later after he's done a numerous amounts of movies and just numerous amounts of movies he comes full circle and directs multiverse of madness about a dark-haired gentleman good-looking dark-haired gentleman trying to destroy a book <sighs> It's nice to see the man has range, but uh, yes, uh, that's that's what I kind of took away from it. I was like, of course they would get Sam Raimi. I mean, somewhere, somehow, somebody was like, hey, this is about a, Doctor Strange destroying a book. When I think of people destroying books and people who have directed movies about people destroying books, Sam Raimi, you take the cake. So... <laughs> That's one of the reasons I think he got hired. Um, so you know, it was it was definitely uh, it was definitely a fun movie. There were some really cool cameos in it, and the the story was fun. I mean, it wasn't one of the best Marvel movies. The best Marvel movie we had that came out was, in my opinion, like the biggest surprise and probably the biggest cheering I've ever heard from a crowd in my life, uh, which was Spider Man No Way Home. And I mean, three Spider-Man and Sony still trying to mess up the timeline. <laughs> Not even going to talk about Morbius because uh, Morbius doesn't even need to be discussed. Because stop putting Jared Leto in movies that you think are going to sell. Because truth be told, man's won Academy Awards. He's he's a good character actor in some movies, but here's the thing. He's either going to play the ego-ridden doofus, the dark ego-ridden 
doofus <laughs> or the smart ego ridden doofus um he has range but he always just plays these characters that either get bullied or bully or just are arrogant um with the exception of a you know a small handful but honestly just stop putting Jared Leto in shit <laughs> I I mean I'm I'm not I I think I speak for everyone when I say it's better if he's a Supporting actor, not so much a lead actor. I think that's where we're having the issue. Um, because he won for Best Supporting Actor. He wasn't the lead actor of Dallas Buyers Club. He was the supporting actor. The only movie he starred in as a lead actor that I saw him have range, and even, even the movie wasn't very well known, it didn't do very well, was Chapter 27, where he played the killer of John Lennon, and even then, you know, it was a starring role. And he's had a couple of other starring roles, but he's always kind of been a supporting actor here and there when it comes to films. And he's really good at that. Like, he was really good in House of Gucci, even, the mo- even though that movie was just... Um, and, you know, he was, he was good in Panic Room. Panic Room was, you know, starring Jodie Foster and Jared Leto. I mean, as much as I wanted him to be the lead... In Suicide Squad, I think it would have been cool if it was all about Joker. It was, it was dead shot, and Joel Kinnaman and just and Harley Quinn. Those were the main people that we were like, yes. We're like, who are the rest of these dudes? You know. And then you had the Suicide Squad come out, which I it's Guardians of the Suicide Squad, in my opinion. Uh, I like James Gunn. I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. Didn't care much for the second one. I'm excited for Thor and Love and Thunder, which we've gotten two trailers for now. And it's it, as goofy as it looks. I'm actually like kind of getting excited to see it. Because if you know the storyline behind Lady Thor, it, it could be a really sad emotional movie or it could be a really cool like kick-ass. Well, it's going to be a kick-ass movie. I, I like Taika's style, so... It's going to be a fun movie, and that's one thing people also kind of get pissed off about is with Thor, you know, you had the first one, which is serious, because uh, it was directed by Kenneth Branagh, and then you had the second one, which was a little bit darker, and it was directed by uh, Alan Taylor, who did, like, Game of Thrones and some other cool, you know, very British-oriented movies and kind of just action movies, um, and then you have this, and then you have the third one which was directed by Taika, and he's like, you know what? We're going to make it bright and colorful. But the cool thing about those sets of movies, I think it was phase two and a half, three of the Marvel Universe, is they were kind of paying homage to like the 80s. If you think about it, you have like the titles, uh, losing their hands. <laughs> um, just oh, there's, there's all cool like little throwbacks to the 80s. And then the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 like, was like, we're going to go 80s nostalgia. We're going to have Pac-Man. We're going to have David Hasselhoff. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and as I said, Guardians 1. Fun movie. Guardians 2. Yeah, there's a couple parts of that movie that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. There's other movies, parts of that movie where I'm just like, okay, moving on. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm excited for the new Thor movie. Um but yeah, just as I said, let's just stop putting Jared Leto and stuff. I know he's not in any of those Thor movies, but just stop putting him in as a, a lead role. 
Anyhow, um, what else did I watch? I've watched uh, the first two episodes of Obi-Wan. Um, I'm not going to discuss them yet. I'm not going to discuss the show entirely until it is run its course, all six episodes. Um, and uh, all I can tell you is that after those first two episodes, I am excited for tonight's third episode. Uh, so... I can't. I can't wait. And then I'm kind of sad because then there's only three episodes left, so it's going to be bite-sized morsels of, oh, oh, mm-mm. and then it's done. Um, then there are some other movies that came out uh, near the end of the year, last year, in the beginning of this year uh, that I have seen and kind of enjoyed. Um, it just came back out on HBO Max yesterday, which is the. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, it was different. Uh, you could definitely tell the part that Mad Melkinson is playing, which is Grindelwald, uh, was originally written for Johnny Depp. There's even um, parts in the movie where I'm like, yeah, no, that's strictly written for Johnny Depp, but they had to get somebody else because of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard situation. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. By the way, uh, at the recording of this podcast, uh, it is um, the jury is in deliberations and trying to figure out who is guilty and who's not. Uh, so justice for Johnny Depp, in my opinion. Um, so that being said, Fantastic Beasts, uh, The Secrets of Dumbledore um, was was decent. It wasn't like oh, you need to go out and see this and run and see it. Like, if you like the Harry Potter movies, you'd like it. And if you've seen the Fantastic Beast movies, which I honestly love the first one, really like the second one. Um, the It's just more of an adult series, which is awesome because it's like I love where it is uh, basically in the 20s and 30s and 40s. Uh, kind of setting it up to uh, just a uh, a uh, a uh, what's I trying to say? It is uh, set up in a period that I absolutely love. Um, the, I, I don't know why. I just like the suits. I like the style. I like the music. I like the look. Uh, it's just it's different, um, which is just you know awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's sad that, uh, the, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, it's sad that the series had to basically, uh, come to this, uh, and seems like it's going to end because this movie didn't do very well. And honestly, it's perfect as a trilogy, in my opinion. Um, you don't need a fourth fantastic beast or a fifth fantastic beast movie you just need the third one uh the third one um wraps up that story and i mean i'd love to see what happens with grindelwald and uh you know young dumbledores the ladies call him hot dumbledore um <laughs> see see i'd like to see where it goes but i'm i'm happy with the third one and honestly Let's stop putting Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller in him. Um, I don't care that 
they use different pronouns, whatever. I'm just going to refer to Ezra Miller as Ezra Miller. Not a fan. Uh, Ezra Miller in this movie was like a great value uh, version of Keanu Reeves. Like, that's that's the way I'm associating this kid. I'm like, it took forever for Keanu Reeves to kind of gain the stardom and gain, like, <laughs> my respect as, like, an actor. I'm like, oh, yeah, I always remember him, you know, as, as Ted from Bill and Ted and, you know... You know, and obviously Neo. And it took a while for him to get to that point where I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy's cool. This guy's cool. Same thing happened with me and, like, Brad Pitt. I was like, eh, you know, whoever. And then I saw him in, like, Fight Club, and I'm like, oh, cool. All right, let me watch this movie. Tom Cruise never was really a big fan. And I'm like, all right, cool, you know. Heard him on another podcast and was like, dude, I have much more respect for you. Um so, because at first I was like, you know, this is this crazy Scientologist guy, but learning how much Tom Cruise is into film and helping film and executive producing, I mean, hell, he the guy just does, he doesn't stop. Um, makes me a fan. But I don't know. There's just something about Ezra that I just don't like. I am excited for The Flash. Maybe he'll prove me wrong in that. Uh, but I still don't even like him as the Flash. Like, even in the Justice League, uh, both Zack Snyder's and the Joss Whedon version, I I just don't really care for him. Um, I don't, he's just, <laughs> he's got a very punchable face. And I, or, or, no, sorry, they have a very punchable face. Sorry, I had to correct myself there. Don't want to get any letters <laughs> or, or tweets. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, and let's, I'll, I'll admit it, Ezra's been in a lot of trouble lately in Hawaii, and people are like, well, maybe Ezra does drugs, and blah, 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 Ezra gets drunk, blah, blah, blah. I'm here to tell you, I have friends in the industry, everybody knows that Ezra's kind of a mess, and that they need help. Uh, need, that's all I'm going to say, and so I'm going to leave it at, I'm not going to touch that subject anymore, just... Yeah, not a fan. Moving on. But, uh, yeah, Fantastic Beasts, good into this trilogy. I don't think they need a fourth or fifth one. I would love to see a Cursed Child movie, which is very unlikely to happen, but I hope something else happens. And I hope maybe you know, they do another project with something set in the same world. It, hell, you could even set it in today's time, which would be kind of interesting, simply because... Um, I didn't realize it until I started watching the series and started reading the books. I was like, why don't they have a cell phone? Why don't they do this? I didn't even realize that it was supposed to take place in the 80s and 90s until I started reading some of the books and went, oh, that makes much more sense. That's why they couldn't do this or that. Got it. You know, it's like watching the new Home Alone movie, which I don't know if I ever put an episode about that up. Home Sweet Home Alone. Cute movie, wanted to kill the kid. Cute, cute movie. My daughter loved it. I wanted to kill the kid. Kid was kind of annoying. His family was annoying. I was rooting for the people breaking into the house. And nothing against that kid. Kid's a great actor. Just that character he was playing. I'm like, you are an asshole. <laughs> My kid acted like that. I'd be like, God, <laughs> can we just put off for adoption? Come on, Jesus Christ, man. He ain't getting shit for Christmas. 
Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, December was a shit month for movies, in my opinion. Um, uh, like we had the Matrix. Uh, what is it? Resurrections come out, and God. <laughs> that came out. I was super excited for it. I was like, oh, this should be fun. This should be cool. It's the Matrix. Then I realized it's the Matrix. You got like two of the stars back, and then you made other characters that were less likable. And two adults and then you took other characters because you um because you uh you wanted to replace the characters and kind of give them um upgrade you put uh i don't know <laughs> it's just it's just a. It was a mess of a movie. It was like, oh, we're gonna put uh, Neil Patrick and Harrison here because why not? Um, you know, it. <sighs> I don't know. It was. It was a mess of a movie. It was okay, um, but I. I don't know. And from what I heard, the 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 movie. The only reason it was made is because. Um, I think Lana. I, I can't remember which one of the witch house skis. I want to say it's Lana. Because um, there's Lana and Lily. I can never remember. I want to say it's Lana that made it. Um, don't quote me on this. Uh, um, uh, I think she's the one that made the movie. And it was basically, she looked at Warner Brothers because like, we want the Matrix or we want it now. We uh, we need this movie. It's going to be great. Uh you know, Ken Reeves, Carrie on Moss, uh, they're the selling point. Uh, you know, bring, uh, uh, bring them back and we'll make the movie. No, 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 no. You know what Lana Wachowski said? She took, uh, she took, uh, what they said, said, cool, yeah, I'll make the movie. And, you know, and then she walked away in her, her, her big high heels and said, they have no fucking clue what they're in for. And then she went and made the movie. Yeah, and so basically, it was supposed to piss people off. It was supposed to kind of piss the studio off. It was supposed to not make a whole lot of money, even though they spent a lot of money. Because one, she didn't want to make it. Two, she was basically saying, fuck you to Warner Brothers, which is why there's that stupid-ass joke at the end of the credits. I don't know. It's just it's so dumb. But it was a big fuck you to Warner Brothers. Not so much the fans. It's like, hey, you guys like the Matrix? We're going to take stuff you love about it and cram it into your butt and stick it in your head and whatever. But hey, remember when we did this? Yeah, that was cool. Now watch how we F it up now. You know, it's just. It's like, oh my god. I, I don't even know. It was like the shittiest reboot, sequel, whatever. Ugh. I don't want to go into it. It makes my brain hurt. 
And there were some elements that I was like, okay, cool. Like, so that first half of that movie sucked. Second half of that movie is like, all right, all right, I'm kind of into this, but the re- <laughs> the rest of it, I was just like, I just can I hit the fast forward button? Like, what am I? I just wanted to gouge my eyes out. Like, there was just, ah, uh, it was just horrible, horrible writing, horrible fucking movie. Just like relied too much on flash. It was like as bad as it was like taking the Force Awakens, which is kind of a shitty reboot of a New Hope. It's like, hey, remember this? Well, yes. We're going to show you what happened. And this is the future. (laughs) But at least they didn't put fucking flashbacks in it. That was like 90% of the Matrix Resurrections. Like, hey, remember this. Remember this. Remember this. Well, guess what? (laughs) It's completely fucking different now. Why? Reboot. Reboot the system. (laughs) Give me a fucking break. Anyways, let me get off the Matrix. That just... Ah. But thank God that came out at the end of the year because I was so just, I was just like, eh, what a shitty Christmas gift. Can I, can I give it as a white elephant or get rid of it? Something like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it just, it left a bad taste in my mouth. But, uh, yeah, no, it, there's just been so much good TV in between all that, um, you know, right now, as I said, we got Obi-Wan. Oh, Stranger Things 4! That was the next thing I was going to mention. Stranger Things 4 um, is currently on, and I'm about three or four episodes in, and it's probably the darkest season. It's very violent. I was not expecting it to be that violent. Um, it was just, it's surprising. Um, and I'm going to say, if you like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, you'd love this season because it's basically like, hey, we're going to retell a Nightmare on Elm Street in our own way with these kids that you love and adore. But guess what? It's completely different because we based it on a D&D character. So. It's like, what, uh. What could we do to make it interesting and awesome? Well, let me show you. So, yeah, that being said, uh, the uh, the characters are, you know, it, it's, basically, it, it's basically Nightmare on Elm Street. That's all I'm going to say. It's just basically Nightmare on Elm Street with the Stranger Things kids, which is cool. I'm I'm all for it. It's like takes place in 86 which is i would have been one at the time which means if all those kids are still alive now and if we want to pick up in the future they could have all adult actors playing them as 40 year olds (laughs) or nearing 40 year olds whatever um so yeah that would be (laughs) they could do it they could pull an it's part or chapter two uh spinoff there we go kind of like uh yeah just cast a bunch of uh you know uh 40 something 50 something actors to play the characters um <laughs> i just have this visual of like like ron livingston playing <laughs> will with the bowl cut still at like 50 <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry that would just be oh look it's will how can you tell that's will his hair. 
Um, <laughs> that poor kid is like in his 20s and they still give him that shitty haircut. It's like, oh, you know, it's the 80s. <laughs> Listen, yeah, bowl cuts were popular through like late 80s to mid 90s and maybe even in a little bit in the 70s. But come on, man. I know it's like, I know it's a hair, he's had a haircut because it's shorter, but man, there's. And then they're making this character closeted, essentially, like, not closeted, confused, which, you know, is, it's understandable. Like, I, I'm all for that because people are confused. You know, it's all about adolescence. And I, I completely get that. I have, I have no issue with the character possibly being gay or that he's confused or whatever. That, that to me is good writing, but, you know, it's it's horrible because they've kind of just put his character to the sideline in this season simply because, you know, and, and he's been so through, like, too much in the first two seasons. And then the third season, it was like, oh, you know, we're going to make this about Eleven and what's her story, blah, blah, blah. Oh, here's this new girl and here's her brother who is an abusive prick and asshole and gets what is coming to him but we're trying to redeem himself. You know, they're trying to redeem him. We're talking about Billy. Um, but still, uh, you know, it, it, I just feel for Will. Like, uh, Noah Schnepp is just, he's a good actor. And he's, got, out of all of them, like, he's literally got the deepest voice, which cracks me up. And then um, the, the, oh my gosh. The African-American kid, like, I didn't even recognize him. He's just growing up way too much. Um, he's, it's just, it's it's crazy because the show has been gone for, like, three years, two years, something like that. So it's just weird to see these kids practically, you know, graduating high school, but they're still playing, like, these teenage kids. It, it just blows my mind at how quickly they grew up. But I am enjoying the, uh, the episodes. I have... Uh, approximately uh, three more to go. I think there's seven episodes in Volume 1, which are out now. Um, and then Volume 2 comes out in July. Um, but yeah, I'll be doing a review of all the episodes once Volume 2 is out. So look for that in July. Um, so yeah, once we're, once we're done with Obi-Wan and Stranger Things 4 and all the episodes release, I'll probably be doing a review on both of those. And giving my thoughts of, you know, takeaways and scenes that I really enjoyed. Um, so, you know, it's 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 been an interesting, nerdy time right now. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of movies I need to watch <laughs> that I haven't gotten a chance to. Um, I know Top Gun just came out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to wait for it to come out on Paramount+. Plus, I'm, I'm thinking about going to see it in IMAX because not only do I like... Uh, the Tom Cruise has said I, I became a good fan or a big fan, I guess, of his movies, especially the, the Mission Impossible ones. And I have yet to see the first <laughs> Top Gun. I know I'm old, but I have yet to see it. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I just haven't watched the whole thing all the way through. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, Goose dies, blah, 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 blah. You know, I know this and that, and I know a little bit of the story, but I haven't watched the movie. Just, I haven't just basically sat down and said, I'm going to watch Top Gun. But the one reason I do want to see. Um, Top Gun Maverick is Joseph Kaczynski, who directed 
couple of my favorite movies, Tron Legacy, and of course, the one after that, which was Oblivion with Tom Cruise. And his cinematographer is amazing. Like, I, I love the cinematography of those movies. And even um, the uh, one he did about the Yarnell uh, firefighters. Because um, I'm from Arizona, so I knew that story very, very well. I actually have friends that lost relatives due to that fire. Um, not only firefighters, but, you know, people that lived in the city of Yarnell. Um, so I know the story very well, and he did that. I think it was called Only, yeah, Only the Brave. Um, and, uh, the cinematography on all three of those movies is just beautiful. And so when I heard he was doing Top Gun Maverick with Tom Cruise again, and they were putting IMAX cameras and F-14s, I just was like, I'm game, I'm game. And I'm I'm excited to sit down and watch the original Top Gun and maybe go see Top Gun in the theaters. But if I don't get to see it in the theaters uh, this month, I'll probably just watch it on Paramount Plus next month. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is what I've been up to. Other than that, I've been just playing video games, uh, both on my Oculus Quest and because I don't have a newer Xbox or even an Xbox One, I've been replaying... Uh, games on my Xbox 360, uh, such as, because I finally got it to work, because the disk drive on the 360, I think, is starting to out, and uh, yeah, I finally got the, the Lego Jurassic World, which I don't remember a lot of that game, like, like I know, I played it all the way through, but I'm like, I don't remember this level, and I, I apparently haven't played it so much, because I'm only like 48% complete in collectibles and stuff on there. So I'm like, I got a long, long ways to go. But eventually I will probably get a new Xbox or even a new PlayStation and uh, play all those great games um, like uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 because I have yet to play that or even the Red Dead Redemption 2 or I know that the original Red Red Dead Redemption is for the Xbox 360, so I probably will buy that soon. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like, I, I'm not, I have never really been a big gamer. I have a bunch of games for my 360. Having a kid, you can't really play video games all that much because they want to play, especially at four and it's hard for them to like, oh, I need to learn the control, but she's learning. She's learning how to play the Lego game. She knows how to make them spin, make them walk, make them jump and all that. Um, but she gets frustrated easily. So it's something we're working on. That's why we have kids games for <laughs> the 360. She can play the Sesame Street games, especially if they're Kinect and she has to use her body. So, that being said, um, yeah, there's some uh, newer series coming out. There's the Miss Marvel show, which I don't know if I'm going to watch. I probably will. Uh, I'm not, like, investing my time in it, but I may watch a couple episodes here and there. I don't, I just don't care for the character. I don't even really know much about the character, and I don't really care for the character. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Um, and then there's uh, da, 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 there's the She-Hulk Attorney at Law show coming out this fall. I do want to see that because it's the Hulk. That's pretty much it. The Hulk and She-Hulk. That's the only reason I'm watching it. Um, <laughs> they all, oh, today they released the trailer for uh, the Pinocchio live-action movie with Tom Hanks, directed by Robert Zemeckis, with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jiminy Cricket. So, 
I am actually kind of excited about it. It looks like I'm so glad it's live action and it's not that really creepy animation style that he did for like Polar Express and Beowulf. And speaking of those, uh, that uh, style, I do have to say if you have not watched it already, please go and watch it immediately. Disney Plus's Rescue Rangers movie. If you are a child of the 90s or even the 80s and you remember Disney Afternoons, you remember all those great animated shows from the 80s and 90s, mainly the 90s. Um, If you like pop culture and 90s pop culture and just laughing your butt off at like one-liners and jokes that are not intended for kids... Please go watch this movie immediately. I thought I was going to hate it. I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, this looks stupid. I don't know if I'm going to like it. I might give it a shot. Even the second trailer was like, meh. And so when it came out, I just was like, well, what's the worst that can happen? I could either hate it or hate it. And so I watched it. And y'all, I loved it. I loved it so much. And, I mean, I'm not going to ruin it, but there is a very good joke uh, related to an unused concept for a movie (laughs) um, where they completely change the character. If you know that reference, then you know what I'm talking about. You've probably already seen the movie. Um, But just that character alone just cracked my butt up. Um, and then there was just other other little jokes and nods in there that I just was like, how did they get away with it? And then adding all the characters. So basically, the, uh, the Rescue Rangers movie is Who Framed Roger Rabbit meets Rescue Rangers. That's the best way I can describe it, is it's a whodunit, what happened, and why is it happening, and let's solve this mystery. So, yeah, it's it's basically... I don't know, it's just basically um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit with <laughs> the Rescue Rangers. Um, and it was fun. Uh, the, you know, a lot of people go, oh, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, uh, you know, they're the voices of Chip and Dale. You know, I'm not used to that. I'm used to them, you know, squeaking, which they go into in the movie, and it's even funnier. Um you know, and they're they're trying to set it to be more real life, which is great, <laughs> and that's why I liked it. Um, and the cool thing is, is, they did have pretty much all of the people that were on the show that are still you know kicking and hanging out with us uh, show up, and even characters that you wouldn't expect to even show up in that movie. And it's it's just it was amazing. I didn't think I was gonna like it. It was one of those really surprising, like just fun movies to watch. Uh, so as I said, definitely recommend Rex- Rescue Rangers, the movie, on Disney+. Plus. All right, so I've talked you guys' ears off enough. Um, this is the first podcast in a long time and won't be uh, too much longer before I have another episode come out. Um, just thank you for being you know, a fan. Thank you for listening. Eventually, you know, we'll get some sponsors on here, and then the episodes will probably just be like once a week. Um, as of this moment, uh, May 31st, uh, 2022, 
I've pretty much stopped recording uh, the Home Alone cast. Uh, simply because it seems like it's more fun when the holidays approach. Um, I tried doing it for like a year. I mean, I'll occasionally probably do like an episode here, like August, September. But basically like when fall, when it starts to cool down, that's probably when I'll do more episodes. So the Home Alone cast is kind of put on hold for all of my fans of that. Um, but it will be back by the holidays. I'll be talking about like any new, you know, merchandise that comes out. Hell, I might even, you know, if there's any new merchandise that's coming out for those movies, like this is the 30th anniversary of Home Alone 2, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, and I might actually watch the rest of the sequels. So that's something I'm going to probably do this fall or winter. So be on the lookout for that. But that's going to be a kind of annual podcast so pretty much either like september through december um is the plan for that other than that uh yeah i'm i'm working on some scripted podcasts uh that's probably where a lot of my time is gone that's probably why i haven't done a whole lot of uh the super nerd 2.0 podcast um, but yeah, this this episode was basically just to to catch you guys up on what I thought of a lot of the stuff that came out, what I think about some of the movies that have come out, TV shows. Uh, there's just been too much crap I've been watching lately. Some good, some bad. As I said, if I can remember it all, and if I can look up my notes on some of the stuff I took, uh, or some of the notes I took on some of the shows I watched and some of the movies I watched, I will gladly... Uh, basically talk about it but uh that's all for this episode i will hopefully be back next week and uh yeah i might be trying to debut a new show so any other shows i've talked about like the rewind reboot podcast and all that that's all stuff that's every other every other podcast i've mentioned um whether it be scripted whether it be uh, a show like this they're all in the works they're all being written if they're scripted, and there's other ones that I'm just trying to get guests and people on, so bear with me. Um, eventually, we'll get there. Eventually, we'll have a website for everything. Um, thank you for listening, and once I get um, a couple of sponsors, maybe I can invest that money into finding other people to help me uh, do these podcasts so I can strictly just podcast. It'd be amazing if I could just podcast and talk all day, make money doing it. I'd be so happy. Um, and eventually I would like to also do a Twitch stream of some sort. I don't know what. Um, but there's also a YouTube channel that I'm planning on uh, for both this as well as uh, an, uh, my passion, which is photography. Um, so there's just a bunch of things in the work and that's probably why I disappeared for so long. Uh, that and also dad duties and working when I can and just, uh, other factors. Um, as I said, got sick last year. There's some other factors going on that don't have to do with Corona, just, other factors that I'm not going to go into until I'm ready to talk about them and kind of find out what's going on. But yeah, um, 
Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. It's listeners like you that make me want to do this, make me want to come back and record when I can. Um, and guys, just keep listening, keep watching, keep nerding out with me. And you know what? We'll definitely see you next time. Until then, this is Steve signing off. I'll see you on the next show. Bye-bye.